Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. As promised a couple of days ago, I said that I wanted to go deeper on the many headlines marking the global population reaching 8 billion with a B. We have the perfect person with whom to do that in John Wilmoth. He's the 10th director of the United Nations Population Division, a role that he's held since 2013 came to the United Nations from a distinguished academic career, lastly as professor at the Department of Demography at the University of California at Berkeley. He previously served in the Population Division as the chief of the Mortality Section. He's the author or co-author of more than 50 scientific papers examining various aspects of population dynamics and population issues. Mr. Wilmoth, thank you so much for being here. I have a number of questions that are beneath your pay grade. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Mark. Was the 8 billion milestone anticipated, and how quickly did we get there from the 7 billion milestone? Well, yes, it was anticipated uh, in, in the sense that we've been doing these population projections for many years, and, and, and we've anticipated that the global population would reach this level at approximately this time. But the exact date was determined only this uh, summer when we released the results of our latest evaluation of the global population trends. Uh, and uh, the, the projections, are, you know, our best estimate, uh, are, are the series of, of, of projections into the future that we trust the most, that we think are the most likely, indicated that that would happen on November 15th of uh, this year. The growth from my look at the data, and obviously you're the expert and far more familiar with it, but it looks rather uneven. Where Where is it coming from and where is it lacking? Well, yes, there's a great diversity now uh, across the world in terms of the, uh, the demographic profiles of different countries. We have some countries that are still growing rapidly where the fertility rate is relatively high and the population is quite young in general in those countries. And we have another group of countries where the fertility rate has fallen significantly. Uh, it's now at rather low levels. Population, populations are growing slowly, if at all. Some of them are decreasing in size. And those populations also are much older uh, compared to the, the, the countries in the first group. And what are those countries or by region, where are they? Mostly the, the fast-growing countries at this point are concentrated in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, and some in South Asia, um, and, and but the, the growth in Asia has slowed down quite significantly, including in India and, and, and countries on the subcontinent. 
but uh, the growth continues. The fastest growth now is occurring in, in countries of sub-Saharan Africa and a few other places in the world. And where is the slowest growth? It sounds like it's in, for lack of a better description, the Western world. Yes, but not only the West, also East Asia at this point, uh, countries like China, Korea, Japan. Uh, in fact, as what we anticipate is that over the next few decades, uh, the you know the countries where we find the, the the oldest populations will will be increasingly in East Asia, uh, even compared to European countries. But of course, the European countries, this is quite uh, quite a notable trend as well. Uh, some populations, especially in Central and Eastern Europe, are decreasing in size because they have a low birth rate and they have out migration. Um, many countries in Western Europe have the low birth rate, but because of immigration, they have been avoiding population decline, the, uh, the immigrants are kind of making up for the very low birth rate. I have this number in my head from years ago, 2.4. I don't know if it was accurate then, uh, but it was the number of, of children that, you know, the, the typical woman would bear. Maybe it was an average figure. And I guess now we're closer to one point, what, six or seven in the United States? We're still I'm, oh, in the United States. Yes, it's um, I'd have to check the exact number around one point seven. Yes, something like that for the world as a whole. Uh, I have to check the exact number, but I think it's around two point three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, thresh, the threshold of two point one. We often focus on that two point one births per woman over a lifetime. That's the level of fertility that will produce zero growth in the long run. Uh, that's two, two, two births to replace the mother and the father. And then point one to account for, well, partially the, the, the mostly to account for mortality among uh, among children before they reach adulthood. So we're still we're still as a planet exceeding zero growth. As a planet, yes, still slightly. Uh, the fertility level is still at a, at a point where it, it would produce something just slightly higher than zero growth. I guess the, the big. Run. The big question, there are many, but among the big questions, do those areas with the greatest amount of growth have sufficient resources to meet the coming demand? Well, you know, optimistically, we have to say that we hope that they will. Um, But there's no denying that the rapid growth poses a challenge to countries that are faced with all of the problems of of developing their economies and their societies uh, in a way that's kind of universally recognized as, as, as the way that countries should go. Um, and, and so it's, we, we say that rapid population growth is both a cause and a symptom of slow progress in development. It's a cause in the sense that, you know, as countries are trying to develop their economies and grow their, all of their institutions to a, uh, and to improve their institutions and improve, for example, their educational system. I think this is the best example. If, you, if, if, if the population of children is growing continuously, uh, you know, you'd like to in- increase the quality of the education for each individual child, but you're constantly challenged by having to uh, expand the system to accommodate more and more children. Uh, and and that, there's a trade-off between that and improving the quality of the education that each individual child will receive. And so there's, there's kind of a trade-off to some degree between rapid growth and the ability to develop the economy uh, and the society uh, in a way that countries may desire. So in that sense, population growth is, is a cause of slow progress in development. It's a contributing factor. But it's also a sign. 
It's a symptom of slow progress and development in the sense that countries where people are less educated, where, where there are fewer opportunities for women, where there's less access to the means of controlling family size through contraception or safe abortion, where that's legal, um, in those countries, growth continues. Fertility continues to be high, and uh, that continues to drive population growth. But now you have the added complication or concern of climate change because those areas that are facing the brunt of climate change, the whole planet is, but some of us more than others, are the same ones, I'm thinking sub-Saharan Africa, that are experiencing the greatest growth. Yes, I think, you know, the whole world is really at risk of climate change and we should not um, mislead anyone. But I think it's the poor countries that the same changes will be more difficult for them to adapt to. You know, they have it's a greater risk, partly by location, possibly because some areas may be more affected by climate change than by others. But I don't think it's so simple as saying the rich countries versus the poor countries uh, or that the rich countries will be less affected, but they will have more resources to cope and to adapt. And okay, that's have, very significant. This is Mr. John Wilmoth. He is the Population Division Director for the United Nations. Thrilled to have you here. To This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, 
a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. How about this? By the way, this is Mr. John Wilmoth. He is the Population Division Director for the United Nations. Thrilled to have you here to talk about this subject. What about the strain that this all might put down the road on immigration? Because if poorer areas and areas that are most afflicted by climate change, I get the point about how the whole planet is impacted by climate change. But if these are the areas that are going to be burdened in this regard, and if they don't have the economic resources that they need, Folks are going to want to get out, right? They're going to want to head to where job opportunity exists. And I can only imagine here in the United States where we're already dealing with a situation we've been unable to get ahead of for a variety of reasons, what it might mean to our immigration situation in 20 years. Well, you know, I I think some level of immigration is a positive thing for countries, both for the countries that send the the migrants abroad and for those that receive them. Um, But we can all acknowledge that at very high levels of immigration, it, it, it causes uh, potential conflicts within societies. And one of the key issues is when people enter uh, without proper authorization. So any form of irregular movement across borders is just fundamentally problematic. It puts those people in, an, in a difficult situation and it, uh, it puts native workers in a similar situation, a difficult situation because they have to compete with people who are there without proper authorization and who are willing, therefore, to work under uh, work conditions and so forth. So I don't I don't want to say that there's anything fundamentally bad about migration. I think migration overall is a good uh, phenomenon and, and it's, it's helpful to many different countries. But there's no doubt that for the reasons that you describe, if climate change becomes more severe in areas that are that lack the economic resources to cope with with those changes, uh, that will create more pressure for migration and possibly more irregular movements or undocumented movements across borders, which is not a good thing. So I have been leading you. What do you find most significant about this recent data? Well, I think, you know, th- this is part of a long term trend. It's something that we've known is going on. Uh, we're at a point right now where there's this great demographic diversity, but the whole world is going through a similar set of changes, uh, which is the process of the demographic transition towards longer lives and smaller families. That's happening all over the world, and that produces two major effects. One is rapid population growth for a period of time, which eventually slows down, which is what we're seeing now for the world as a whole. The growth is slowing down and will eventually come to a stop. But the other major impact is that it produces, at the end of that process, a much older population, which has different needs in terms of the kind of social support that's needed uh, at different ages and the types of relationships that exist between uh, the generations. And so, you know, the most important message is that these changes are continuing and they are quite significant and countries need to understand the demographic changes that are taking place and take steps uh, to adapt to those changes. What most concerns you? What most concerns me? Probably it's whether the world is going to get serious enough about the climate issue uh, and really take the steps that are needed to avert the worst possible changes. And I 
I, I, I'm, I try to be optimistic and believe that the world, that our leaders will have the political will to make the tough choices that are necessary. But I worry sometimes that it won't happen. And yeah, and of course, that's, that's quite troublesome to imagine a, a future world in which how, climate continues to change so severely. How will we know? What, will, what, what's, what tangible sign are you looking for that would cause John Wilmoth to say, OK, the world is now taking seriously the climate threat and acting accordingly? Well, it's it's we've had several attempts to uh, reach agreements on reductions of, of, of the emissions and the decarbonization of, of the economy. Uh, and, you know, the, the major players who are involved, uh, the U.S., China, the EU, uh, the people who are really producing the most of these uh, emissions into the atmosphere need to step up and, and, and take some responsibility. The rich countries in particular need to take responsibility for their past emissions and make very significant changes in how they're doing business and, and set an example for the rest of the world. And they also need to consider the, the situation of the poorer countries who are suffering from the effects of climate change without having caused them. And there's, there's a fundamental question of fairness um, across the world in this regard. And, the well, and, to bring, and to bring it and to bring this conversation full circle, some of those areas experiencing the greatest population growth right now don't bear the culpability for how we got where we are today that the United States or China or European Union nations do. That's, that's absolutely true. And, and, and China is making a big impact now, but historically, much, much less so. So we have to distinguish there between China compared to the EU and the U.S. Uh, right. it, it is a different level of responsibility. By, by that calculation, though, if I understand where you're going, we're on the hook for the biggest check. And, and maybe that's what fairness demands. I don't know. But by by that approach, that's what it means. That is what it means. Uh, and but but whether countries will really whether the leaders will have the political will to, to push that through and, and to you know convince their populations that this is necessary, both for our own survival and for fairness um, across the world, it's. I worry that that may never come to pass, but I try to be optimistic and hope that it will. And I think it's absolutely essential for the future of humanity that that those kinds of things happen. Those kinds of decisions need to be made now. Action needs to happen very soon. Okay, wipe the slate clean. Final question. Hey, I heard this guy today on radio. He's He's got a really big job. He is the head, the director of the population division for the U.N. He was talking about new demographic information, population data. What's the takeaway you're leaving us with? Well, the global population continues to grow, um, but that growth is slowing down. And we need to focus more on how we live than on how many people there are on the planet. Well, that was well stated. Yeah, well done. John Wilmoth, thank you so much. I thought that was terrific. Thank you so much, Mike. Nice talking with you. Tenth director, ladies and gentlemen, of the United Nations Population Division. Did we learn things? I think we did. I'm feeling pretty good about the United Nations right now. That's my first takeaway. Really? Yes. Okay. Feeling good. We're in the midst of demographic transition, TC. 
longer lives and smaller families that will result in an older population and put pressure on the planet from a climate perspective. And we need to be ready. We need to focus, is what he said, on how we live, not how many of us are living on this planet. Yeah. How we live on this planet. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. So the world's population just reached last week an estimated 8 billion, according to the United Nations. It took 12 years for the global population to increase from 7 to 8 billion, a period of unprecedented growth made possible by advances in public health, nutrition and economic development that have increased survival rates for children and allowed older generations to live longer than in the past. So says the United Nations, the U.N. Secretary General saying, quote, the milestone is an occasion to celebrate diversity and advancements while considering humanity's shared responsibility for the planet. Time to focus on how we live, not necessarily the numbers living here. So said the U.N. Population Division director a moment ago. He said that the trends are such that we are experiencing longer lives and smaller families. The result will be an older population. The older population will be most uh 
prevalent in those areas experiencing the growth like sub-Saharan Africa. And when you add in the, the whammy of climate change, what I said to him is, I actually, I misspoke. I said immigration. From our perspective, it's immigration. But what I was really talking about, and he corrected me without saying so, is migration. Oh, interesting. Because if all, if not all, but if a lar- large part of the growth is now in those areas, and they're also getting especially impacted by climate change, the question becomes, if those folks can leave and come to the Western world and the United States in particular, what are we going to do when they want to come to our shores for our jobs? I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Hey, Bill, very quickly from Minneapolis, you wanted to say what? Uh, the global population will be trimmed due to two key resources, food availability and fresh, clean water. That will that will put constraints on global population growth. Well, I, I mean, maybe you would say it should, but I don't know that it necessarily will, because think about the areas that are experiencing the greatest growth right now. They're going to be the ones most impacted by a food shortage or lack of clean water. And yet they're still growing at a rapid pace. That, like that's that's the whole issue as I see it. Do we have resources in that part of the globe to meet the demand that will come from that burgeoning population? The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.